so I'm, imagine I'm you're trying to bring up the insecurity issue and you're telling this person mm-hmm. i don't like the fact that you don't trust me you need to learn to build that trust up but the person is like hey is it my fault is it not you that do this is it not you that made me feel insecure why would you be talking to that guy then you now want to say sorry for that hey, you'll not be like i'm sorry 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 for words because if you say you're sorry the person would now accept that you've admitted that you were actually cheating and Ooh. you are the one so, at fault. so you see sorry does not really cut it <laughs> it doesn't really cut it you need to find the root of the problem that's another that's it yeah you need to find the root exactly and then solve the problem from its root deep within so, so sometimes you just have to be sorry you know? yeah a, I mean, every wife should should learn to be subtle, know when to speak, calm, you know, but be firm at the same time anyway. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So these qualities are really necessary. Know when to enter your husband, that kind of thing. Know when to enter. Know when to strike. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, then you know it is time to reform, pause, and reflect. This is the Floripedia Podcast, an adventure into the world of enlightenment and mindfulness. Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Floripedia Podcast. And on today's episode, I am still your host, Florabella. And with me today, I have an amazing guest, someone who I actually do appreciate a lot for being here, not only because she is an old time friend and someone from, you know, my childhood days back in the days and when we're still growing up. So I am really happy to see her once again. But then, Another interesting thing you should know is she is a fresh graduate, yeah, and is also newly married. We'll be talking more on that because we're literally going to be talking about the secret to keeping a healthy relationship, or should I say the secret ingredients to keeping and maintaining a successful marriage life. So I know you don't want to miss that and it's going to be amazing. Mrs. Joy Egume, thank you for joining us on yeah, today's yeah. episode Hello. of Flora Fidia Podcast. Hello, <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm okay. Long and time. you? Abi, no see. <laughs> it's really nice seeing you. Yeah, like yeah. marriage is really doing in a great here, job on here. you. <laughs> so fresh. Please, you've been caught so for us. Caught so for us. You too. Ah, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you know, before you we had this interview plans and everything, I actually realized you started um a bridal store in Lagos. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Okay, okay. Basically, yeah, not too long. Just started uh, startups in Lagos. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not been easy. Uh, I'm running El Cindy Bridals. It's a bridal store located in Lagos. Like I said, we do everything bridals, bridal accessories, and everything bridals basically. That's nice. Impressive. You know, it's it's not really common to hear a married woman doing business. It's actually very, very, you know, should I say complicated? <laughs> so, yeah, I am still going to be getting into that. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the secret ingredient to maintaining a successful marriage life. And, you know, with that, something came to my mind and I would like to ask, how does it feel to be married? Is it different from our regular boyfriend and girlfriend, Wahala, that we used to do? I love you, talk your own. And all those things we do all the time in a relationship. Is it different? Or would you say it's the same thing? Or maybe just an enhanced level of a relationship? Hmm, my sister, <laughs> really. Okay, if I have to answer directly first, it is different. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely different. How so? Okay, what do I mean? First off, yeah. Uh, okay, before before I answer any questions, let me let me put it <laughs> let me put it to the world that whatever responses I'll be giving is or are my personal opinions. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not just my personal opinions. What I know, I'm only speaking about what I know. Okay. So basically I, I think it's it's a totally different relationship, you know, having him as a boyfriend a few months ago and then transitioning into marriage, it's different. It's it's definitely not the same. Yeah, is this personally I feel like there is this satisfaction that comes from it. Knowing that after the whole dating period, you have finally you're finally with this person. There's this satisfaction you get. And then you see this description on the gift of marriage. I want to settle down. You feel this real settled, like you are really settled. You understand? There's this uh uh-uh, it's not the same dating like when it's your it's a boyfriend relationship, you know. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand where you're coming from because in terms of a relationship, you you feel insecure, like you feel like this person is not really completely yours. I'm not sure. Yeah, you're not sure. And what if he breaks up with me tomorrow? What if he does this? What if he does that? There's always this what if. Yeah, I I totally understand your perspective as to why you feel it is different. But then do you think that the attitude or whatever people do in a relationship should be different from what they do in marriage? Or is it still the same thing? If you're a lady who is submissive to your husband in relationship, after marriage, do you think it should change? And I'm not just talking about submission alone. I'm talking about every other things we do. Like for the men now, if they are the ones that, you know, always try to buy gifts, they always try to do the surprise package. Should it change or should something be different from the way it was before? I mean, after all, you now own this person. Yeah, well, uh, that's that should not. It shouldn't be different at all, at all. That would be, I, I'll see it as fraudulent. <laughs> what you actually showed me during dating isn't what you're showing me now. So, I feel like marriage is should be a transition from your cutting days. You understand? Whatever attitude yeah. that drew me to you should continue. Because if I didn't like you, if I didn't like what you were showing me, I definitely would have taken my leave. You know, mm-hmm. so. I would expect that you continue. Let's transition, you understand, into marriage and not not me waking up after the wedding night and seeing it. So a totally different person. Yeah, I can understand. It should just be a transition. You know, some of all these things, some of the things that actually causes this kind of things is because people fail to ask the right questions during dating. Like Mm -hmm. you see a lot of people, they see the red flags and they still keep hoping that, don't worry, he will change. Don't worry, this will (laughs) happen. And at the end of the day, it never happens. So what are the important questions? Yeah, exactly. So what are the most important relationship questions you think people should ask that would end up affecting marriage at the long run if they don't? Because people need to be Hmm. assured of those questions. What are those questions do you think that people should make sure that they take note of during their relationship? Okay, lovely question there. Well, I have like a list of questions. Questions about five questions here. So yeah. let me run through them, okay, with you. Okay. Um, I feel like the first thing on the top of my list, and it was personally while I was dating my husband, the first thing was to know what your view on marriage is. You should ask what your fiance's or your guy's view or your boyfriend's view on marriage is. It is very important. You have to really ask, what, how do you view marriage? You know, because his view, his or her view on marriage would, would be as a result of probably his background, his parents, you know, yeah. movies or whatever, you know, things that have, you know, affected his orientation on marriage. So just get to discuss. You both should find out what is your view on marriage? How do you view marriage? Is it is it is it something that should, you know, like a smooth ride? What are you expecting? How how what's your view basically on marriage? You get to hear the person and know whether your view, your views are alike, you understand, yeah. or it is totally different. So you get to know whether you both are on the same pace in terms of view. 
you'd get. So another one is about finance and you'd expect it to be the second, <laughs> the second <laughs> on my list because finance and money, try to ask questions regarding finance and money. Let them express themselves on how do you see finance? How do you view savings? You know, we have to, you, you both have to come to, you know, terms, come to an agreement on what, how you view savings to get. So finances and money management is really, really important because that causes huge problems in marriages today. So that's it. You both have to literally agree on what your views on finances are your saving pattern, you know, how well does this person save? If you know you are the uh, spending type, you know, you should know the kind of person you should get married so you get. So if you both are spending and spending, it would would cause serious issues. So you both have to have finance, the money talks, you know, financial talks, how much you're earning, how much you'll be spending. Do you understand? Those questions are really necessary. They're really necessary. And um, the third on my list is their view on sex and intimacy. You have to find out what your partner's view on sex is, intimacy. One might have boundaries you cannot cross. Yes, even in marriage. Some specific act of intimacy you would not get yourself involved in. You have to spell it out clearly to your spouse you understand so that no one gets disappointed in marriage so you both have to have that talk let them state clearly what how they view sex and intimacy let them explain you know give a breakdown you both just have to talk about that it's really important sex and intimacy let me um combine medical conditions with that you both have to you know Ask about medical history of your partner. Medical history basically will go for necessary tests and all. But if we're to limit this to what questions you should ask your partner, you can ask about your his or her medical history. You understand? So you can go further by running tests to confirm those histories. <laughs> confirm them all, they are necessary. You understand? There might have been a mistake. Maybe this person, this particular hospital made a mistake or something. So you both have to confirm, you know, your medical status. Then number of children is another question that is really important that a dating or a cutting couple should discuss. The number of children they want to have, you know, childbearing or child rearing is not a, it's not, it's not a child's play, you know. It's really, really important that a couple discusses the number of children they would want to have Having to cater for just one is in this tough economy and the economy is not even getting better, you know, day by mm-hmm. day. So you both have to agree on how many kids you would want to have, you understand? The man might be like, ah, my mom gave birth to six, they must give birth to 12, you know? You you have to just come to an agreement so that nobody gets disappointed yeah. in marriage, you understand? So those are the basic questions I feel a dating couple should sit down and discuss before venturing into marriage. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that. These are valid points and I really appreciate the important question you stated out. I've actually grabbed my copy so that in case of in case it is, <laughs> I can start making my plans out. Please do. okay so that's brilliant but then you know at first when we started this interview I asked you that okay so how is you know married life treating you how has it been is it different and all that but then what I would like to know is what is the toughest part or the toughest challenge you've ever faced so far in marriage or being married Hmm. Wow. Challenge, challenge, challenge. What has been the best challenge? Oh, well, I feel, see, there's this thing that is, is underrated, though, literally, you know, about marriage. There's this thing they didn't tell us, eh? That you'd have to think of 
want to cook everything. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. It doesn't sound like a challenge, but it is actually a challenge. It mm. is to me, oh, literally, it is, it is. So that's on a lighter note anyway. What I feel has been my biggest challenge so far is actually having to be accountable to somebody. You were single, you yeah. could do whatever you wanted. You could mm-hmm. go wherever you wanted to go without having to tell any, anybody, you know. You could make financial decisions. You could you could spend without telling <laughs> You could make purchases, you know. But being married requires that you consult with your partner, consult with your spouse before making some basic, especially financial decisions, you understand. Although it doesn't mean you can't buy anything you want without, you know, they are just limits, you know. You would not limit per se, sorry. You would have to discuss with your partner, especially if you want to make commitments, you want to pay for something, a landed property. You you get what I mean? Yeah. You understand? Things that weighty matters. It matters that has, has so much weight. Um, on the marriage, you just have to consult with your partner first before making those decisions. So, yeah, it has been my greatest. You know, years ago, I, I just could make decisions, but now I have to learn to be accountable to somebody. I feel, mm. in addition to the cooking part, having to think of what to cook. <laughs> think, the cooking is not even the issue, it's to think of what to cook. Truly, truly oh I can understand that. So, I don't remember eh, what. I, I started that one day and I said, ah, ah. So this is what my mom has been doing, gathering us together and then asking us, who, I didn't even know she was trying to relieve the weight of her neck, trying to think of what to cook. She got she like, if she's trying to think of what to cook, she gathers us, she gathers us together and be like, what do you feel like? It's, what do you feel like? It's, what you, not knowing this woman is trying to you know, run away from this particular part of marriage. <laughs> so, we're mentioning we want to eat this, so I want to eat that, and then she now makes a decision, you get and makes it easier for herself. So, this is one thing they won't prepare you for, they didn't tell me, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> we're enjoying the process. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I can resonate to that because being <laughs> a single person, you can actually choose whatever you want, even if you don't even have choice. You can just eat anything that comes. Well, food is food and you're good to right. go. But or last, last, you just go and get junks. And as long as the tummy is filled up. But when you're married, especially for the ladies, they are always, you know, taxed with the responsibility of having to keep meals for the family prepare the home yeah, yeah, women yeah, yeah. are known to be homemakers so yeah they have to like cook clean and do some things but though civilization has changed all that like women don't really need to yeah, do all that easy. yeah you can make things I easier for yourself by getting a helping hand that would help out with some okay. of those chores especially if you're working mm-hmm. class and you have things to do you can't stay at home all day i know yes we we okay. are domesticated women should be domesticated you should know how to manage your home but that does not mean that yeah. Africans are <laughs> Africans are filled with this sofa head entitlements if you don't do these things they they yeah. tag you as being lazy or not being able to, mm-hmm. you know, do the things for yourself because you were not brought up well or you were not given good home training, which is actually wrong. Yeah. I could know how to cook and still mm-hmm. decide to eat out. It's not because I'm lazy, but because maybe this is what I'm craving at the moment, or maybe this is what I feel like doing. So being yeah, domesticated be like is different. A, a, a survival skill. You know, yeah, you, you should just, know it, but it's not really a must for you to actually mm-hmm. carry it out if you don't want to, especially when you have too much on your plate and you just have too much to do, you can't actually handle it. This is what have been killing a lot of ladies, and at the end of the day, they die of stress, they die of you know 
overload mm. of work and all getting that. old faster. Exactly, I getting know. older than their yeah. age. So like you really need to watch, watch, <laughs> clean your glasses, wash your you. face, wash your eyes. Yeah. Or, you know, check the kind of person you are. Especially if you are dating and he's the type that would, babe, let's go out, let's eat out. You know, once in a while. You don't have to. You don't have to. You, you can't kill yourself, please. Yeah. Okay. If the guy is that type that understands, you understand, would would understand when you're not in the mood to cook, when you don't feel like cooking, he can cook too, you know. That's why I said cooking should be a survival skill and not um, termed or, or attached to a particular gender. Do you understand? It should be something that everyone should know how to do. So if one is tired, one is not able to, the other assists. Honestly, that so, this is one thing I like about our I Gen Zs. This is this is one thing I like <laughs> about Gen Zs. The thing is, yeah. this habit of you know the notion that women are the ones that are supposed to cook. They are the one meant to cook. If you're not cooking as a woman, then you're not a complete woman. It's because of our forefathers, or should I say, our ancient parents exactly. and all that. They brought up the men. Way. They brought mm. up the men to be like a king, and then they would tell you, a guy is a man. Don't let him do anything. Imagine a woman who has just men. Like, she has six boys in the house, and she's washing and cleaning. What do you do? At the age of 60, and you she tells you, yourself. yeah, at the age of 60, and she will tell you, no, they are they are men, leave them, don't touch them. No, they can't clean for me. I, I'm a woman, let me clean it myself. I see that as, you know, mm-hmm. with all due respect, I, I see that as mm-hmm. being foolish because... It doesn't make sense. Your children are supposed to, you're supposed to train your children up so that yeah, they, can, hands so that they legs. can take care they of you, right? Now imagine you're oh. in a scenario when you have these children and they're just male. You don't have a female child. God has blessed you with these children to actually groom them. And you groom oh, them so to talking. be lazy, all in the name that they are men. At the end of the day, you now end up suffering oh, for it. Then you see those same mm. mothers. By the time those guys, mm. give, you know, get married and bring in a woman, mm-hmm. they want to use that lady as a working machine. Like, have you okay. cooked? Have you done this? <laughs> have you done that? When I was your but age, did I you, was doing Did you really train your children to do those things you're expecting of no, their wives? No, no, they are kings. They are kings. Yeah. They don't need to do it. So this mm. is the things that, you know, some of these people do. And that is why I kind of appreciate the grooming the latest generations are doing right now. You see new moms, <laughs> like, they teach their sons to sweep, to clean at an early age. At the age of three, of four, five, and they start having responsibilities, yeah. not because they are meant to do it, but because they should at least know the skills so that in case you know of how to do it, because it would help you survive. Exactly. That's just the key so word. In, like, in scenarios where like, in this world, learn these true. skills. True. In scenarios where your wife is pregnant or you're single, you will not come and be looking for one emergency girlfriend that will come and cook for you. Or maybe your wife is pregnant and she's tired and can't do anything. You will not tell her to carry her big belly into the kitchen to go make something. You get, I'm not saying pregnant women should be handicapped. No. But it gets to a stage when the pain becomes unbearable and you can just, you know, can't you can't do I those think. things you usually do. So these are the okay. things I, I think causes a lot of issues. To help, you know. Exactly, to assist, to give a helping hand. Mm-hmm. And that is why it's called a partnership. Marriage is not some kind of, you know, sole proprietorship business that one person will be carrying the whole body. It's you. a partnership. And I that's why they are called partners for a reason. But these things usually cause problems every single time in relationship. And these mm-hmm. issues are hardly solved. Like a lot of people end up in divorce. Now, this brings me down to my next question. How do you think yeah. that people should actually solve some of the issues that comes up in marriage? How should they go about it? How can ladies resolve the issues in their home? You know, peacefully, mm-hmm. or should I say, is it wisely or something? But how can they solve okay. such issues? Okay, beautiful question. Um, I feel like the first thing um, a lady should do 
a wise lady, as she said, to resolve issues wisely. Yeah. She, a wife ought to know the right time to speak. I mean, even the Holy Book says it. You ought to know when the right time to speak is and the right time to keep mute, you know. So you would agree with me that when an issue is brought up, maybe let's say a wife brings up an issue, uh, a wife and her husband are having issues and then she wants to bring it up. Two responses are expected, either positive response or negative response from that discussion. It can end up positive or negative. And that would be a factor of when she spoke, when she opened her mouth to talk about it. You don't expect a positive response when you you can see that his countenance, his, you know, or even from the guy, even for, for a lady too, you don't, husband should not expect positive response from a particular dis- discussion when they notice their wife is not in the right frame of mind, you know. So partners should watch out for your partner's frame of mind first so to know the right time to speak before anything, you understand. And another thing women, wives, should um, take note is when approaching your husband to discuss a particular issue, your own expression, you need to remain calm when trying to, you know, you should not come with the, with the expression that you're coming to attack him. You understand? That's the issue. That's the, that's the, the, the problem, the mistake rather so many people are making while trying to resolve issues. You should, you should, your, your expression, your countenance should show that you are coming to resolve issue and not to attack him. You understand? If he feels Men, usually, if they feel this little bit of, you are coming to attack me. See, from the beginning of the conversation, the conversation already, you already he already knows the end. You yeah. understand? He already knows where he will take it to. So why not come with a better, you know, probably the, the moment is heated. You can leave it till, until, you know, some other time. That's where that right time to speak comes in. Why not leave it till a better time? And when the better time is here, you should also recheck yourself, remain calm, let your countenance show that you're not here for fight, you're not here for war, you understand, but you're here to resolve a particular matter. Another thing is for wives to choose their words wisely. You understand? It's really key. It's really key. You can either build up with your tongue or destroy. You can either build up or shatter. You understand? So. You, the wives really need to, you know, season their tongues with salt. <laughs> I know the, 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 the world is, you know, in fact, the economy is, 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 is hitting out on everybody, both the husbands and the wife. But I'm just speaking to wife right now, you know, the wives right now, rather. So maybe some other time we can speak to the husbands. But for now, you know, the wives, you need to watch, season your, your speech, you understand. Imagine. You coming to your husband and saying, you had a heated argument an hour ago, and then you wait till like the next hour, and then you come to him. One, it's probably the right time. Two, your countenance is calm. You're not coming with your hands on your waist or um, 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 with, 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 you know, your countenance really matters. And then, your words, you start with my darling husband. I want us to talk about what happened, you know, and how I go. So you don't expect you come with that kind of reaction to your husband and he says, get out. I don't want <laughs> you know. Yeah. You're unreasonable for him. You I come to him, my darling that. husband. I want us to talk about, you know, so, so, and so. A reasonable man will reason with you and calm down first, you know. Even if, even if you might, you might enter the wrong, <laughs> you know, that part that would pinch him, but still he would want to listen to what you have to say first yeah. before anything. You understand? So choose your words wisely, remain calm. And, you know, after the conversation, after you have discussed, even if the conversation doesn't yield the results you expect, Okay, you have applied all these things and it still did not yield that result you're expecting. 
just remember that you should not expect perfection from your husband. You know, he might actually be right. And even if he's not, okay, I said, even if he's not right and he still did not reason with you after you applied all these things, remember that he is not perfect. Okay. Just have that in mind. Give him some time. You know that he has been a darling all the while. It's just this particular issue is, is giving, giving you headache on, <laughs> you know. So just remember he's not perfect and just keep taking him gradually. You should probably go over this circle again and see how it goes. Yeah. He is definitely a darling. <laughs> you married a darling, so you hope to be a darling in time. Yeah, you you've actually scattered the whole question. I like I'm speechless and I don't even have anything else to say. I kind of like that. You know, especially the parts where you say you don't come with your hands on your waist. Most ladies are used to that. Are you talking to me? Mm. <laughs> what you are you talking about? Oh my god. It, I that that kind of attitude will make men men are naturally egoistic. Like it comes naturally with them because they have this, you know, mentality of, you know, I'm the breadwinner, I'm the head of the family. <laughs> so they demand yeah. respect. And as ladies, mm-hmm. it takes wisdom to apply that respect. So if you don't come the mm-hmm. right way, their ego will skyrocket and everything will just go out of proportion. And at the end of the day, you guys yeah. might just end up exchanging words that you might regret later. And after like yeah. one hour or two hours later, or maybe one day later, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you sleep with you. that anger. You wouldn't like it. One thing I know for a fact is for any marriage to last, you don't sleep with mm-hmm. anger. You don't sleep with that issue mm-hmm. and let it be till the next day. If that kind of habit is part of a relationship, it is doomed to fail. Because once you guys start inculcating such character into your relationship, you won't even notice it at first. But the relationship is on its way okay. to sinking. Like, it's too long. The ship is around. Yeah, the ship is about to sink, but you're not seeing it. Yeah, sometimes they're seeing. Yeah, we have spoken about resolving, you know, issues, how to go about resolving issues. But I feel like, uh, see, let me tell you, there are some issues that mm, you, you you know that, I don't know if you've experienced it probably in relationships or not. You have to, there's something you need to correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something you need to correct. I don't know, how do I how do I explain this? The, the particular thing that brought an issue is something your husband or your boyfriend or your guy have to work on. Yeah. So it's not always a situation of having to, 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 to you, yes, you can find the right time to speak when you're trying to correct him, find the right time to speak, remaining calm, choosing your words wisely, but still try to push your point home. Like take your point make sure your point gets home. Make sure your point sinks into the, his head. Yeah. You understand? Because if that thing you want him to work on, you know, this thing is a negative trait. It is wrong. He's doing yeah. something wrong. It's not, if you, if you, if you take it the way of, um, okay, I'm sorry, let's forget about it. You don't always resolve issues with, I'm sorry. you. Yeah. Okay. If there are things, you know, he has to work on, use these soft and subtle methods you know, to resolve these things, but still mention, push that point home. Let him know that this thing, because if you just go the route of, okay, I'm sorry, let's forget about it. I love you. You give her gifts, you give him gifts and then kiss it off. No, it will still come back. Mm-hmm. You understand? Those things after some time will come back and then you both will be feeling, is it that we're not compatible or what? You understand? True. So when you know there are things that, you know, is a threat to the marriage, to the friendship, to the relationship, you can use subtle means to still drive your point home. So it doesn't have to always be your sorry to resolve issues. Yeah. You understand? Although that's that phrase or, yeah, the phrase or the sentence actually can does go a long way. Yeah, it can go a long way, but you know, there are some people that don't actually like to hear that. You have to explain why you are sorry or make yes. a person understand yeah, why you are sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. There are some people that don't really like to just hear, I'm sorry. Now, they would want to like mm-hmm. ask, why are you sorry? What are you sorry for? And what exactly okay. do you think so it doesn't repeat wrong? itself. 
Yeah, so exactly. Like I could resonate with that. Like, you know, let's use a scenario where someone is, you know, probably insecure. You have a partner who is always insecure and this person tends to like aggressively accuse you of being Mm -hmm. a cheat and all that. And you know deep within Mm -hmm. you that you're not. But you know that this insecurity is you your problem and you know that it will be the doom of that relationship at the end of the day you guys will have to separate because you are no longer comfortable in that relationship trust me being in an insecure um saga or something should i say being in an insecurity saga or um insecurity drama can be very suffocating it can be very so suffocating word at some point you'll be tired of explaining okay. yourself over and over again that i am faithful True. i am loyal and i'm not cheating on you it will get to a stage you'll be like well, you should take whatever he wants to hell with him True. because point, you, you, have to talk about that you will give up now imagine you're trying to bring up the insecurity issue and you're telling this person mm-hmm. i don't like the fact that you don't trust me you need to learn to build that trust up. But the person is like, hey, is it my fault? Is it not you that do this? Is it not you that made me feel insecure? Why would you be talking to that guy? Then you now want to say sorry. Hey, you will not be like, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry for words. Because if you say you're sorry, the person would now <laughs> accept that you've admitted that you were actually cheating. And Ooh. you are the one True, at fault. Angle. So you see, sorry does not really cut it. (laughs) It doesn't really cut it. You need to find the root of the problem. That's another, that's it. Yeah, you need to find the root. Exactly. And then solve the problem from its root. Deep within. (laughs) Okay, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Yeah, so so sometimes you just have to be firm. Yeah. I mean, every wife should, should learn to be subtle, know when to speak, calm, you know, but be firm at the same time anyway. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So those qualities are really necessary. Know when to enter your husband. That kind of thing. Know when to enter. Know when to strike. In addition to knowing when to speak and all that, you need to know when and how to enter your husband. You know, as a wife, these things I mentioned, you, I just mentioned, you need them. You know, in addition to the fact that while you are trying to resolve an issue, with all all softness, with mm-hmm. the 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 best of subtle means, you know, you know, you also have to be firm. You understand? In like the example you gave, you know, on um, maybe you have an insecure partner, you have to talk about things like that. You have to. So at some point, you might have to be firm. You understand? And not just uh, you sorry to wipe it off or. <laughs> Uh, no, there are sometimes you just have to be firm and talk about things. You understand? So yeah. everything is wisdom. Yeah. Just as 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 you're trying to be soft, know when to be firm. That's mm-hmm. that's it. I think if anyone is about to get married, they should actually take course in wisdom one oh one. In addition to the marriage <laughs> certificate, they need that certificate because yeah, it will go a long way to help. I swear, marriage needs patience wisdom, wisdom, and wisdom. Because if you're not patient <laughs> enough, at the end of the day, you people can just break your heads like with bottle and go physical. So yeah. Sometimes when I see that, okay, maybe see that this is not the thing, not the thing I do. Eh? I I notice that okay. Let me, let me, I, what I do is, let me measure the anger. Who is more angry between both of us? <laughs> Maybe there's a, particular, there's a particular issue. We're both angry. We know we're both angry. But I guess, like, measure who is, who is more angry now. If I find out he's the one that is more angry and he, he, his anger is uh, understandable, you understand? Yeah, it's he, justified. He, should, he ought to be angry as justified, yeah. I would... I would have to give myself some brain. Mm-hmm. Girl, calm down first. Eh? Let's let's <laughs> let's invent. You understand? Sometimes also, in fact, we have gotten to the point where he knows when I am angrier than he is. You understand? So we just mm-hmm. get to, if not, if the both of us are on the same anger level, if sure. the both of us are on the same, you know, 
would things would you know not we definitely will not resolve the matter you know amicably so we just have to watch okay this person and truly your anger is justified so that person ought to be angry about this thing even though even though you are also angry but just one person should come down for the other two captain cannot be in one ship at all at all and definitely one person has to calm down for the other to actually vent out their anger it's actually wise for people to do that because if the both of you are angry at the same time you'd end up hurting each other and and the whole thing would just keep escalating nobody wants to take the blame nobody wants to see where they are wrong I know definitely it's not about who is wrong or right it's always should be about how to go to the next step how can we solve this issue how can we resolve it move on from here and move on so that is all it's it actually takes maturity and maturity is not by age it's not really by age but you'll be shocked as to how you know maturity can actually help you move on you you when you're mature you know when to be egoistic you know when you should let your ego take place when you're mature you know that oh my ego, let me drop it aside. I'm the one that should apologize. Let me go and apologize. It shouldn't always be one party always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because trust me, no matter how cold, or should I say how calm the person is, it mm-hmm. will get to a stage, the person will get tired. The person will be like, uh-uh, of am I the only one keeping this relationship? So if I don't say sorry, that means this thing will not work. You get (laughs) exactly so if all of if both of you know what you did wrong and you know that this is the next step to take, you take the right step and let there be peace in the house. There is no home that is sweet or that grows with war every time, with fights, with arguments, with misunderstandings. It's always very tough to actually grow in such a house. I believe for two partners to actually grow and prosper in different areas of their life, in different spheres of life, they should have to Mm -hmm. have peace from within. And that peace from within comes from the house. Have you ever worked for a married man whose wife is fire, fire, like she's always hot (laughs) every time? Mm. I tell you, that man will never Mm. come to the office smiling. Like his friends will always be like, and you'll be like, good morning, sir. And the man will be like, good good morning. Why are you good to me? (laughs) I don't know if I made that impression well, but truth to be told, the man will not smile. Yeah. And working with such it a person will be tough. Yes. People see it from outside. Once a man has mm-hmm. a peaceful wife and has a peaceful home and is enjoying mm-hmm. his marriage, especially for married men, you will notice it from their outer appearance. They would always be mm-hmm. cheerful. Mm-hmm. They would always be happy. They would always be, you know, calm and they are always easygoing. Relating with others so well. Good. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So they would always relate with people yes. well. So these mm-hmm. are the things that, and you know, people take okay. note of. People take note of this because you might be thinking people are not seeing. People are seeing. Once they say, ah, don't go near him or he will bite you. That man is an angry fellow. His wife is what? a pain oh. in his neck. They would always point fingers okay. to that woman. And sometimes it might not even be the woman. Funny enough, some men are just aggressive yeah. in nature. It might not even mm-hmm. be the woman, but they will still want to point mm-hmm. hands at, you know, point fingers at that woman because they feel mm-hmm. like a woman should home be a messiah that. to build a home that the man is not ready to build. Yeah. It's only mm-hmm. when a man allows the woman to build that home, that is when that home will fully be built. If the man is mm-hmm. making it hard, if the man is not making things easy, the man is always the one mm-hmm. bringing up arguments. Like I've seen couples that the men are the ones mm-hmm. always finding issues, always finding faults. Tomorrow, they, mm-hmm. today they might say, you, you are cheating on me because you're talking to that guy. How can you talk to him? <laughs> tomorrow, they might say, you did not greet me well. You are disrespecting me. Next tomorrow, they might bring up issues. So you cannot cook for me. Am I not 
uh, your husband, no matter what you, you know, try to say to defend yourself, they always bring up issues. Now, in that kind of scenario, you won't blame the woman for it, would you? You wouldn't. But people will not know that because they don't know what is going on in the background. And that's why I used to advise people. Before you put your mouth in people's marriage or relationship that they not consign (laughs) you, hear from both parties. Because trust me, no matter the party you are hearing from, they will be like, they will want to taint the other person bad. They want to always look like the angel. They want to look like the calm one. And meanwhile, in actual fact, they might not be the calm one. They might be the one causing the problem. So always mind your business, especially when it comes to marriage. You see, you see on social media, in fact, you hear in different places, you know, that uh, the, the, the nicest men, <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. to say, the ones that seem to be the nicest outside, you know, yeah. uh, they, they spend on people, they give, they are so cheerful. I mean, cheerful givers, they are spending, mm-hmm. hardly spend at home. Really. Exactly. So it, it can be, it can be. Anyway, it's can I've actually come across a life scenario like that. Like I when I was growing up, I know this man who is always very happy. Like, in fact, he's a coach that teaches people how to keep a peaceful life and keep peaceful marriage, you know, how to build a successful (laughs) marriage. (laughs) Oh my god, this man's house is (laughs) far from peaceful. Like on fire, very far from peaceful. And you might feel like, oh my God, this man is an angel. His wife is the one causing this. She might be the one making him mm-hmm. angry. It's her fault. Trust mm-hmm. me, this woman is like so calm, like like ice. She's very, very mm-hmm. calm. But this man will go home and he will start bringing up issues one way or the other. And at the end of the day, tomorrow he will go out and he will advise people how to keep their marriage. But he's not keeping his. <laughs> That's the funny hmm. thing about life. That's the irony about life. Don't judge it's a book by its cover. Don't judge a mm-hmm. book by its cover. For it's not really, I'm not talking sure. about man. It, it can be the woman too. It could be women causing the issues. But I'm just saying that people should not be quick to judge because if you're quick to judge something from one side, and that's why if you go to court, you see courts who want to hear, you know, from the defendant, who want to hear from the, they want to hear from both parties so that they know the yeah. story, the full story, the full picture. And there is no way that, you know, you will not be able to fetch out some truth from lies. You get, even mm-hmm. though they decide to lie, you'll be able to fetch out some truth out of those <laughs> lies because there's always a truth, you know, within those lies that people give. So all those things we've been talking about so far, like, you know, this podcast is really interesting so far. And I think I've been learning a lot. I have actually gained yeah. some knowledge about some things. But then I would mm-hmm. like to like, you know, go straight to the point. What do you mm-hmm. think? Because earlier you said all this you're saying is your personal opinion. And that's why I actually was excited to get a married woman on the show who would give from experience, mm-hmm. not because of what they've read from book or something. This is like, you know, factual stuff that you actually experienced yourself so what would you say are the most important ingredients to maintain a successful marriage life Hmm. so we're here now yeah (laughs) more like this is why we're here (laughs) this is why we're here (laughs) all right so um as you rightly said whatever i'll be saying is my opinion you know my view on the topic. Yeah. yeah. So I have a different view. Yeah, but this is mine. The first thing that would be on my list would be love. You know, okay. love and nothing more. Ingredients to successful marriage, right? <laughs> That's what you want to know, right? In my yeah. view, is love. You understand? So now let's break this love now into different parts okay the first facet of love i would advise a couple to start their marriage on whoever agreed that is love right yeah so the first 
part of the love, the first facet I would advise a couple to start their relationship or their marriage on is love of God first. Is agape for neighbor or for, <laughs> you know, love of God, basically, you understand? Because I feel like it's a triangle, you know, one on the left, one on the right, the, 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 the man and the woman. They are getting close to God. They are drawing close to God because we are in love now. They are drawing close to God, draws them close to each other. It's like a triangle. They are on two ends of the triangle. As they keep climbing, climbing and drawing close to the tip, which is drawing close to God, they draw close to themselves automatically. Do you understand? So that's like the first facet of the love I would advise a couple to start with, you understand? And you'd agree with me that that love is not built on the first day of marriage, you understand? As in your personal life, you know, before you even met your partner, that part of love should have started building up. So that's one facet of love. Love is the first and I have spoken on one facet of it. The other is love for your spouse. Definitely. Definitely. One thing I promised myself was that I wasn't going to get into a loveless marriage. You understand? It has to. Because today, you, you, you see reality. Girls tell you, if you have money, I'm good. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, is that love? Even if it's not dear guy, I'll go. <laughs> please in my own opinion i wouldn't advise you to i wouldn't advise you to because there are deeper parts of marriage that love it's only love that can that can help you scale through some challenges in a way that you would face in marriage money may not come to the rescue at that point yeah you understand you have to have deep and intense love for your partner Deep and intense, so that's what I called it. <laughs> if it's not deep, if it's shallow, maybe you should date more. Maybe you should cut more. You are probably not ready. You understand? There is this kind of love that would 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 help you stay with this person even at the point of illness. You know, you know that even when this person is sick, is not able to do what they can do. The, the, the sickness, you, they can't stand. They can literally mess themselves up in bed because they cannot maybe get up. They have to, you know, pass feces on the bed. Those kind of crazy things, you know? Yeah. Those kind of things that you never, you, you don't see coming. When those things strike, when those things happen, illnesses, you know, loss of job, and some other things, some other deep things that can strike a marriage. Would you still love this person? So love, love for your partner. Deep love. Let me know when you say deep love for your partner, please. It's really necessary. So that's another facet of love. I would advise a couple to really have before, before starting the ma of the marriage. <laughs> you know. So if you've not gotten there, maybe you should date more. Yeah, so so that's that, that's the second facet of love. And then finally, after loving God, personal love for God, which draws you both together, and then uh, love for your spouse. You definitely have you to love, you need to love your neighbors, you know, people around you, you know, um, show kindness to people, you understand? So Basically, love people around you. It's it has effects on your partner. I mean, little little things. You are a cheerful person in the community. They know you to be a nice person in in your area. You know, when when they have good opportunities for you and your spouse, they will not hide it from you. Now, you understand. Mm-hmm. When you know your wife to be a, a good person, you know, in the market, they 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 know your wife to be a good person in the office. They would. They would, when there are opportunities, you know, they would definitely, so that's just another facet. And besides, it is the kind of love you give to people you would likely give to your husband, especially 
couples, intending couples should watch out for the kind of love their partner showed to their relatives, you understand? So that's where I mean loving others. So the kind of love you, you the, 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 the way you treat your parents, your siblings, is most likely the way you treat your spouse, you understand? So that's like the third facet of love you need to consider, you understand? So we need to be watchful. Watch how he treats his, his parents, watch how he treats his siblings, and he should watch how she treats her siblings too. You understand? It's really important. And other people, children, you understand? So it's really necessary. That's another facet. So that's love in its entirety. You understand? So that's me speaking on love. So I just gave a breakdown on the, you know, facets of love a, a, a couple should watch. So I feel like after love, some other qualities will now follow. Qualities like kindness, as I mentioned earlier, is you should, you should, um, a couple, I don't want to say a husband, you know, it's, 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 it's for both parties, you know, to show kindness in marriage. Do you understand? It's very necessary. One thing that gets to me, let me give my personal, for me, I don't know if same with some other ladies. So for me, I I feel I feel more drawn to my husband when he does you know kind things, especially in my week in my week moments, our monthly wahala. <laughs> you know, yeah. it really pierces me because that is when I need that you know, care, that kindness. And then he offers it. My love just skyrockets, <laughs> you know. So imagine it skyrocketing every month. <laughs> oh, well. Like there's a special thing for you to allow it skyrocket. So so basically if and 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 kindness can only come when you love the person. You understand? That can only come when you love the person. You cannot take care of somebody you don't, you know, love. So we, you don't expect it to be all rosy, 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 shopping, you're going out, you're having dinner dates. There are other parts in marriage that you really need love. So it is the love that will bring forth, you know, you being kind to your partner, which they would really, really appreciate. You understand? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've talked about love. Another thing is couples should have deep respect for each other. Yeah, deep respect for each other. In this part of the world, um, women are not respected enough. You know, they're not respected. People treat the feminine gender with so much, uh, what's the word? They're not really respected, you understand, as much. So why not prove to your wife that she matters, you know, she really matters to you. You understand? So getting to give her her own form of respect because it is it is seen as, in this part of the world, it is viewed that uh, the respect should be given to the man alone. You understand? Men should be the one to be accorded all the respect. But imagine how a wife would view her husband when her husband also respects her you know, equally. Now, what kind of respect am I talking about? I'm not talking about good morning, greeting and kneeling down and, you know, bowing down to your husband or your wife. No, that's not the kind of respect I'm talking about. Respect, mutual respect, basically. Respect in the sense that having, maybe after, um, for example, after you have resolved a particular issue and um, maybe you have not resolved it to a very satisfactory point. Maybe that issue is a something that just happens because there are some issues that ends on maybe this is how guys reason and maybe this is how ladies reason. Yes, there are some issues in marriage that maybe like I say this this it's not when it's we're not reaching a consensus, you understand? So you just agree, okay, it seems this is how guys reason, and then maybe this is how ladies reason. Maybe we should just leave it to a better time, you know, when we're able to resolve it, you understand? So deep respect, having respect for your spouse. Now, 
comes in in the sense that you respect the fact that okay, um, you see things differently, you know, in uh, contrast to the way I see things. You understand? It's not we're not seeing things from the same, especially if it's the masculine and feminine feminine kind of view. You understand? Maybe this is how guys view this particular thing, and this is how ladies view this particular thing. So having res- mutual respect for each other would just allow you to understand and live it that way. You understand? And not yeah. keep happening on the matter. You should see it from the, the women's, the, the ladies' view. Leave the guy's own. If the guy's own is wrong, no, no. Respect would help you, you know, understand that he views the matter in this particular way and you view it the other way around. You understand? And you know how to move on from there. So. Um, also in the aspect of headship, as I said, respecting, yeah, you respect would help you, you know, submit to your husband, you understand? And then the husband too, respect would help him, um, not see the submission as a, he's the, he's the owner of the world, you understand? Yeah. So Respect, basically, mutual respect is really, really necessary in marriage. In addition to the fact that I mentioned, I, I, I know I hopped so much on love. You understand? I'm big on love. But respect is equally necessary. It's equally necessary. It will help you do these things. It will help you see things from his own angle. You understand? And respect his views. Do you understand? Even if you don't get to a conclusion that it's satisfactory to you, you just respect it. And the headship part is also part of it. You respect each other's differences, each other's views, and so many other things, so many other things. Also, respect helps you not to, you know, make unkind jokes outside. You are probably in a group of, um, you are with a group of friends, you know, let's say a group of couple or whatever, you people are outside, you know, having fun with a group of friends. So respect would help you not use derogatory words on your spouse. You understand? You get to respect, you know, there's this, some relationships who might find it okay to use words. uh, I don't know. Your spouse may not just be comfortable with things like, some some things we consider as abuse, you understand? Yeah. Some, some people might see it as fine, but if you notice your partner doesn't like using some particular a particular word on him, see as your head is like uh, this, see or this is like that. Eh? Uh, why, you know, a different respect would generally help you to you know, not use derogatory words. You might not see it as derogatory. You might not see it as bad. Ah, this is not normal thing I'll use on my friend. This is not normal thing I'll die. What's there? But if your partner doesn't like it, it will be fine that you respect his opinion. But some are actually fine with it, too. You understand? Let's mm-hmm. yab each other. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 They are okay with it, so you are good. But if you notice the kind of person you're with doesn't like it, respect helps you to respect him. (laughs) Respect his opinion. So yeah, that's it. That's it. So love, respect, and let me, let me, let me target on good communication. Finally, you understand? Good communication is necessary. Communication Mm -hmm. can, can, can really bring down things that seem to be like a mountain. You understand you people, you had issues three days ago and you've been, you've been uh, giving each other a uh, silent treatment and it gets to a point. You don't even, you don't even remember what caused the issue. You understand? It gets to a point. You just, maybe you had an issue two days ago. You didn't talk about it. You felt silent treatment is the best. What have you kept quiet about it? And before you know it, other issues are already coming up. People are already talking about it, arguing about it. And you even forget what even caused the main issue, you know? What, what, what the main issue is, you, have, you both have forgotten about it. 
you can't you even be trying to remember wait what actually even what is actually causing this fight between us now so it is actually lack of communication that does that at some point you forget what caused the problem and you're already into another problem you understand so communication love and respect does it well really I'm impressed. Like you've broken everything down, and I'm actually glad with all the points oh, you've I'm not given. Much. <laughs> nah, nah, I did enjoy the points, and this actually takes me back to mm-hmm. our previous episode I did with Mr. Davzi and Precious called "Love mm-hmm. Is Love Enough," and we actually had mm-hmm. this amazing conversation about what it entails. To keep a good relationship. Yeah. Is it only love? Can love actually solve mm-hmm. everything? And during that episode, mm-hmm. we actually did that episode and I made a part two version of it. So if you want to really know more about all the things my guest, Joy, yeah. just mentioned right now, you need to go and listen to Is Love Enough part one and two and listen to all the episodes and you'll get more enlightenment on this whole topic because this is another conversation on its own like when we start talking about everything people need to do in a relationship in marriage in their life like it actually is a whole new topic and it's very broad we won't finish it so i think all this you just mentioned is actually in correspondence mm-hmm. to what we did on those episodes. And I, I was just seeing a replica version of it and I'm really impressed. Thank you very <laughs> much for that. And I really like it. Okay, so nice. you've heard from the horse's mouth. I'm learning mm-hmm. from the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Okay, guys, and there you have it. This has been an amazing episode so far with my amazing guest, Mrs. Joy Egume. I had a lovely moment with you. Thank you very much for being on this episode. And thank you for sharing all your experiences and, you know, thoughts on how to keep a long-lasting relationship, or should I say a long-lasting marriage life. Yeah, so if you want to know more about Mrs. Joy, you can actually visit her IG handle or her Facebook handle at Elcindy Bridals to know the kind of clothes she do. And, you know, especially for those who are trying to get married, yeah, my newlywedded brides, you can go visit it and get your amazing wedding gadgets, like every single thing, bridals. Are there Elcindy Bridals on Facebook and IG and Elcindy Bridals on TikTok, Elcindy underscore Bridals. Don't worry, I'm going to be leaving a link to those on the description box so you can visit it at any time. With that being said, this is the end of today's episode of the Florpedia podcast. I'm super excited and I hope to see you again on our next episode. Catch ya. Bye. Thank you. For tuning in on today's episode of the Floripedia Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Also, subscribe to this podcast for more content like this and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss an episode. For more self-development contents and information, please visit our website at florapedia.com or you can email us on flora at florapedia.com. Better still, you can leave a comment below if you have questions you would like us to answer to.